Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. You know, I know you've heard the term Instagram famous. For those of you that don't know, those are those people that show up on Instagram, have tons of followers and tons of engagement, and they're the ones that get brand deals. Well, I circulate in another realm. In fact, someone called me a B2B creator, and I'd never really considered that before, but you know, he was right. Some of us are B2B influencers. My next guest is just that. He is what you'd call LinkedIn famous. Just as I met Natasha Bowman in my LinkedIn feed, I met Nick Nelson, the brandpreneur. Not even connected to him yet. Two people removed in my second layer network. His face continued to pop up in my feed with his videos where he's branding people and their personal brands. Managers, general managers at corporations, people who are trying to stand out and be found on social media. He calls it brand day. Well, Nick just kept showing up in my feed over and over and over again. I didn't reach out to connect just yet, but I did like his content. Fast forward to 2018. Remember the story of Dr. Eric Winston Walton of LEAD 360? Yeah, a lot of roads end with him. Remember how he asked me to join the faculty of LEAD 360? Well, as it turns out, Nick Nelson is also faculty at LEAD 360. He's the brandpreneur. He's all about personal brands. And he is another one of my frat brothers from Alpha Phi Alpha, like Dr. Walton. Without further ado, I want you to meet my friend, the brandpreneur, Nick Nelson. Hey, my brother. What's up, sis? Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have Nick Nelson with me. He is the brandpreneur, and I gotta tell you, the first time I saw him, I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, and we weren't even connected. But this man's content is so strong, and his followership is so active, that it just bubbled up in my feed. And he was taking pictures of people. But it wasn't just pictures. He was actually crafting their brands. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, how are you doing? I am good, thank you so much for coming on the Culture Soup Podcast. Listen. Brandpreneur, what does that mean? Tell everybody what you do. Um, I tell everybody that you need to have a brand statement or a purpose statement. So my purpose statement is I help remarkable people, products, and organizations get noticed. Mm. I keep it very simple because get noticed is very important because nowadays uh, what I've learned is that everybody is ADD on steroids, and that's because our phones 
have made us that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and our habits have made us that way also. We just don't have time. Right. So you have to be very intentional in terms of what you're presenting out in the atmosphere. And it has to be different. And it has to be presented in such a way that allows you, that stops somebody from taking the habit of scroll, 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 scroll. Right. They have to, you have to have something that will get somebody to do this one simple thing, take their index finger, hit the center of the phone and press stop and say, what's this? Yeah. Right. And so um, what I noticed is that there is a collective of people that are late millennials and above. So Gen Xers and beyond that were taught a few different things. We were taught that it's all about how you show up in person. It's how mm -hmm. you look. It's um, what, you, what you say, what you communicate when you're at networking events, um, who you're connected to in real life. All of those things are very important. But in the society that we live in nowadays where most people are active online all throughout the day, and you're looking at, iPhone has a feature called screen time. How much time have you been on your phone? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And on average, the average person at least five or six hours, you know, or more per week, right? Mm -hmm. Or, and so there's a lot of activity that happens in terms of people just being on phones. That's how you are, are made aware of things right. in real time. But many of us, especially people of color, um, we just haven't acclimated over to that or we feel uncomfortable, whether it's, I don't feel safe. I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. um, I don't understand the value of social media. Right. Or um, I don't I'm, have private, time. I'm private or I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Right. What I try to do and what I do with my company is to dispel some of those behaviors, myths and change a new behavior. That behavior, as, as crazy as it is, it's phone first. Yeah. It's phone first because nowadays um, people want to be voyeuristic. They want to look inside of your life. Um, and social media platforms are free because they reward that behavior. Right. They, want free, they want two things. They want your data and they want your content. That's the whole reason why social media is free right now. However, uh, if you leverage social media to your advantage, you can actually be known for a thing. Mm -hmm. Or if you're known for one thing, you can, if you're consistent and you're hyper-focused on a community, you can be engaged for, a, you can be known for another thing very quickly. Right. And that's my story. I love it. So you know what? This leads me to our culture soup moment. How about we have one, Nick? You okay. ready? Okay, I'm awesome. Ready. So my culture soup moment really surrounds the idea of personal branding, which seems like it's pretty new because we talked about this phone and having access in this voyeuristic society where this individual can log on and see things and scroll through their newsfeed. But it also is something that's been around for a long time. We just haven't seen it manifest in our faces in this digital world the way it does today. So you yeah. capitalize and actually help people to leverage their personal brands. 
What are you seeing online when it comes to trends that is working? So online in terms of trend that's working, um, it's very engaging, authentic content um, that is done in a very vlog-ish style way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the L-O-G, I mean right? The L-O-G, okay. that's correct. Um, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, it used to be where you, where individuals and corporations felt they needed to have very pristine video. Video that is lit very well, color corrected, has the corporate bed music in the background. <laughs> Hello, my name is, right. and this is this specific company, and this is what we present. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing nowadays is that, number one, by the time you give your name, people have scrolled on. So no introduction is needed. Mm-hmm. Just start talking. Right. The other thing is, as you're talking, you have to talk like uh, you are engaged, excited, and you got to get as much as you can in and within those first few seconds because you're trying to get people to stop the behavior of scrolling. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a certain level of energy about it, then people will just move on. People like authenticity. Mm-hmm. They like to feel like you're talking to them, not the manufactured you. It's almost like for my fellas, um, it's, it's, there is the real you and then there is the representative. Right. right? Nowadays, nobody wants to see the representative. No. They're actually, they ain't got time for the representative. Mm-hmm. Let's cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. Let me see the real you. Right. And so that's what people want to see nowadays. They want to get an understanding of what is the what am I getting? I don't have time for names. Just give it to me straight. And they like their content and their video. And now they're used to consuming it in that way where the pretty videos don't get the likes, shares and the engagement. Right. The very much so authentic videos do. Okay, so let's talk about imagery and how compelling imagery can stop the scroll. It's what you do. So tell us more about the brandpreneur and what you're doing with these individuals to tell a very authentic story with images. So there's two things when it comes to a brand. It's what do you want to be known for and how do you want to make people feel? That out of everything is not my definition. It is the definition of a brand. If you look at any brand in this world, they are known for a single thing and they make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that I get my hyper achievers to do. And that's hard. It's very hard because yeah, they have to narrow um, it down. They have to narrow it down. <laughs> what I, I call it, I call it being Pacific. Pacific. Really Pacific because <laughs> as, you have to go As opposed to Atlantic. <laughs> as opposed to Atlantic, you gotta go to, you gotta be Pacific because right. you gotta go deep. Right. Deep, right? right. It's not um you can't be too vague. You have to be very specific in terms of who you're trying to reach and understand how they want to receive things. And so it goes beyond imagery is important. Imagery is important because 
Um, imagery is important because um, it it's very strategic. People like attractive things. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned here is the only reason why I add imagery as a part of what I do and the reason why I shoot specifically the way I shoot. I don't, I'm not the natural light person. I'm not even a photographer. Don't tell nobody. Okay? <laughs> but it's our secret. Right? Okay. I, I, I won't I tell learned, anybody. I, I learned all this stuff by watching YouTube, by yeah. watching these young cats, right? Right. But I, I, I took the time to learn it and perfect it and perfect it a certain way, leveraging light. See, mm. the thing about people of color, I don't care if you're light skinned or if you bliggity black, black, black. Mm-hmm. We all need light. Yes, right? we do. And it helps to highlight and helps to accentuate us. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The next thing we need to feel is comfortable. What I noticed with that many people who's trying to stick a camera in front of your face is that they're either a bit corny, they have no personality, <laughs> or they're not real. Yeah. I'm, I'm not any of those things. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, I'm not afraid of the CEO. Yeah. I'm not afraid of the anybody. Right. I'm going to talk to you a way in which you can receive. It's very... It's very respectful, but it's very okay. What you doing? What are we doing? Here? Right. right. Let's know? get it done, which they Let's can appreciate. And I'm gonna need you to be, and I'm gonna need you to act a certain way. Right. Because at the end of the day, you will thank me for it when you see you, but only better. Right. right? That's and awesome. that's what I and that's all I strive for. And the, the other thing that I've learned, Michelle, is that far too often. People in my industry, you know, we got we got two things. We got words and we got workbooks. Mm-hmm. People want more than words in a workbook. They actually want actual strategies and solutions that are tailored custom to them because everybody's different and they want a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Right. They want something tangible that even beyond the time that we've spent together, I have something that memorializes the occasion. Mm-hmm. That's called perceived value. Mm-hmm. I learned about perceived value at the Essence Music Festival with one simple brand, McDonald's. Yes. McDonald's had these. They couldn't have been, Michelle, more than two cents a piece to create <laughs> these bags that had African-American women on them with specific artwork. Mm-hmm. These black women would wait for the doors of Essence to open. Yes. In flip-flops, tissues, or whatever they had. Doesn't matter. Would run, run, (laughs) and fight. Yes. (laughs) And run you over. (laughs) Over these two-cent bags, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Because the perceived value was, I love them. They are a representation of me, and no one else is doing it. Right. It just blows my mind because that floor, that convention or conference center floor is massive. And you'll see lines and lines and lines of my sisters waiting for some little tchotchke. tchotchke. And I'm going, okay, they're dropping a beat. You know, they got great music going on. Mm -hmm. But they will stand there longer than you would at Disney with, you know, not a fast pass. Without a fast pass. (laughs) 
And who does that? Right. Oh my God. You just went from you just came from Disney. Let me tell you something. Exactly. You want a fast pass. Right. Let's be clear. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 about what's valuable and to who. You mm-hmm. you're dealing with a, a, a audience of for us, we see that stuff all the time. Yeah. But for them, it's it's a unique experience. And that's I'm so glad you brought that up. That's the whole thing about um, what I teach people in terms of their brand. You got to treat yourself as an experience, mm-hmm. right? There's the in-person experience and the online experience, and the two have to be a similar. Line. They right. have to be similar. If mm-hmm. if I see something online that I'm attracted to, but I meet with you and it falls flat, it yeah. doesn't work, and you'll actually turn me all the way off. Right. Um, the best compliment that I ever get, Michelle, is that Nick. First of all, you look like you look online. Yes. And you act like you act online. Yes. Right. I'm a hot mess all the way around. I don't try <laughs> to hide it. But you know, I give you forewarning, right? right? In terms right. of this is why I know. And mm-hmm. if you like a hot mess that's brilliant. Holla at your brother. Right. But if you need somebody that's buttoned up and. Has a whole lot of mm, well, you know, that's not me, and that's fine. Well, I'm you're okay right. Also, um, your offline experiences, I think, literally build the case and the story for what you want to share online, so that your online experience is a part of that straight line. And I got to tell you that I met you first online, but then second, I met you offline, and we were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. At the Lead 360 Combine. You eating your and, burger? That's right. I was <laughs> sitting in the lounge. My introverted self had come up to the surface and I was just dining by myself. And you eased up beside me and you said, What's up, me, girl? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I know you're eating this burger and you look like you're really enjoying it. So if I'm disturbing you, I was like, No, you are Nick Nelson. It is so good to meet you. But yes, my offline experience aligned with my online experience and it was a pleasure to meet you Nick in the flesh thank you yeah you eat your you eat your, you eat your burger over there I was like I didn't know this I said my, 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 my whole in my whole I know her I was yeah. like let me just holler you know what I mean because yeah. the thing about it here is is like um I'm an introvert also I'm an introverted extrovert. That's exactly I, who I am. I I enjoy because I'm in front of people so much. Mm-hmm. And I've been in front of people a long time. And then even, you know, from my social persona, and I say persona, it's not a negative word. No, but it, it's, it's I, I, I give a lot. I give mm-hmm. a lot in terms of energy, right? And so in those downtimes, and then then I have a wife and I have a child. And they need my energy as well. Right. But by the time I have time alone, I I cherish it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm good. I'm good, man. I cherish it because Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get it often. And so um, I can appreciate you eating your burger alone, and I thank you for allowing me to join you and invade and invade (laughs) your space. No, it was the Nick Nelson. And we were called there as faculty members for Lead 360. And yeah. you actually worked the workshop right next door to me. Right mine. next door to you, yeah. You want to talk about what you covered? Yeah, I talked about being a corporate influencer. So 
the thing about um, branding is that oftentimes you have many people that think, well, I have to be an entrepreneur, but I don't want to, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur. I work for a corporate organization. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the next job. Mm-hmm. Well, branding is more than about looking for the next job. Again, if you if you recall, it's what do you want to be known for and how do you want to make people feel? Mm-hmm. And so anybody that tells me, well, you know, and I'm not a brand, I challenge them and I say, well, uh, let's pull up Google real quick <laughs> and let's put in your name and the city you live in. Right. And then we take a look. If something comes up, we say, okay, what comes up? And um, where do you rank? Mm -hmm. If nothing comes up, that says something also. That says that you are a ghost. And people just don't know you exist. And And no one can search for you, which is very important. It's very important. Internally and externally. Exactly. Because, again, people are nosy. Mm -hmm. Right? People are nosy. They are judgmental. And they're voyeuristic. I don't mean no harm. But that's it's the true. Truth. That's the truth. That's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's all about perceived value. We learned what that is. Now, what are you putting out there in the atmosphere to craft a narrative for yourself? Because by crafting a narrative also becomes and begets opportunity, yes. right? If you are crafting yourself in a narrative of yourself as insightful, as popular, as connected, as whatever. The thing about it here is you can either create your own narrative or give your give that power to someone else and they create a story that's not necessarily the story of you. Absolutely. And so... Um, and doesn't that speak to the importance of knowing your value? Yes. Because if you don't know your value and communicate it, someone else might. Mm-hmm. They may or may not get it right. Correct. Correct. And so that's why it's very much so important to understand. Uh, one of the most important things in terms of branding really is boundaries. Um, it's, it's understanding your value system and what you stand for and what you won't stand for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, again, you know, because we follow each other and I follow you, I think you do an excellent job of talking about what you stand for and what you will not stand for. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it needs to be very clear so people know how to engage you appropriately. Right, right. And uh, engagement is something in which, uh, and then also the right person engages you. The thing about being a brand is that um, people actually need what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They need you. And being a brand is not about you, but it's how you can help others. Right. And that's the thing that I try to tell people is that it's not a selfish activity. It's actually a selfless activity because what you're doing is you're making yourself available to those people who need you the most. Access. It's access to you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to give them your cell phone number. <laughs> I'm not even saying that you have to give them your email address. Right. That's why we have social networks. But if they have a question and they engage with you, engage back. That's what that's even what creating friends is online. It's not it's not the definition of friends as we know it, because that's only about five or less people in your circle. Right. But having friends online here is you like and comment and engage with me. I like and comment and engage with you. 
let's be friends. Right. And and how can I support you? You bring up a very good point. You know, people get excited about the vanity likes and measures and oh, that content went out there. It only got three likes. But the business happens in the DMs, don't you agree? I actually got a lot more engagement when I start telling people, DM me. DM, let me tell you something. People people want to, but they feel like I'm being intrusive or it's taboo but mm -hmm. if you give them permission mm -hmm. that's why i don't care what post you see with me it's hey talk i'm real talk to right. me matter mm -hmm. of fact if you want to schedule it i started doing if you want to schedule a time with me go ahead i'll show yeah. up on the phone like clock right up, right mm -hmm. because it's about um i'm accessible and right. you have permission to be your voyeuristic self. And even so, if you want to talk to me without anybody knowing your right. business, you surely can. And you know what? You run into that on LinkedIn. That's one of the hesitancies. And you've probably found this too. Because people are present on LinkedIn and they're very aware that their colleagues, maybe even their bosses, maybe even their supervisors are there. So they're very aware of what they share, what they like, or what they but if you are able to have access to somebody in their DMs, you can have a conversation that's Finally. not going to be accessible to those people that you feel are judging. Correct, correct. And that's and that's why direct message is done appropriately. Business is done in the DM. You know, um, if, if done appropriately and effectively, um, let me tell you and I, I, I say this not not arrogantly, not not braggadociously. I built my business off of the LinkedIn direct message. Yeah. Like literally, you know, it's as people engage. The key here is though, if you're going to make yourself accessible, you have to respond and um, you have to be able to keep up with it. And right. so where businesses fail is that when you invite people, but they show up and then there's no follow-up, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And that's 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 where I see a lot of people that get into this game where they fail and actually do more harm than good because their follow-up just sucks. Right. And so you have to you have to follow up and treat this. This is somebody asked me, and I, this is this is where I, I realized that I don't leverage email anymore. Like. People will send me emails, mm -hmm. and I'm just a lot slower because I've become, and my habit is social first. Right. right? And um, that's because that's where the predominance of my activity and my engagement and my business is done. Mm -hmm. And it's about multiple platforms. LinkedIn is great, but you also, hey, IG, IG, yes. the thing I love Absolutely. about the thing I love about and Twitter. And Twitter. Let me tell you something. The thing I love about these subsequent platforms is because they allow you to take tell a few different stories. Yes. So with Instagram, I love the stories feature more than anything else because I love it, too. it gives you it's it's like reality TV. It is. It's the equivalent of reality TV, and you can create your own reality TV show each and every day. And it one show ends and it disappears. Yes. Another show shows up. Right. And you'll find but you know what you made a really good point about that, yeah. just in detailing what the story's about. Mm -hmm. 
You have to be intentional about it. I yeah. think sometimes people get in IG stories and just have random things showing up oh, no, no, and no. don't understand why people exit. But you kind of got to keep them on the hook. I did something just yesterday when I posted the trademark registration that I had gotten in the mail. There was a story behind the trademark. Right. And it was a story of my friend that passed away. So after I posted the great picture of me, you know, with, with the, the certificate, mm -hmm. I actually posted a picture of him and said, go to my IG stories. And I literally unfolded that whole story of Ruben Canada and my, my podcast. And people were just like boohooing in my DMs. Right. Because you, the thing about it, that leads to a whole other thing. It's all about story. Mm -hmm. People love stories. Yes. And stories, stories connect to humanity within people. That's yes. why when people say, "I, I wouldn't listen to, you know, X number of minutes of content," I said, "Well, yes, you will. Matter of fact, you'll listen. You'll you'll sit your behind down for three hours worth of content for a whole movie. <laughs> That's called the Avengers Endgame. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. But." Mm -hmm. What they've done here is they've established an affinity, right? They introduced you to them, and then now they just now if they whatever they put out, they have an audience. You no. have to treat your you have to treat your social media like you have an audience, like you have it's a like the way networks do. Networks yeah. build an audience around specific shows. It can't be if networks show the same thing every day, then they would leave out a whole truckload of people. That's okay. why they have to have different different audience members and different programming because by doing that they attract different people and get different people's attention at different times so right. therefore your content can't be the same all the time no. you gotta switch it up same way the same way the trainer is like okay you know what today we're doing legs tomorrow we're doing abs tomorrow we're doing right. arms right to kind of switch your body up so it's always right. guessing that's how you grow well, and you know what? This is why I encourage my clients and, you know, the brands that I work with to, to really understand that value proposition because that value proposition is going to drive the kinds of content that you share. It's going to be varied, but it's going to be tied to your story. See, the thing about it here is, Michelle, you, you're saying value proposition. Yeah. That That's a big old word. Let me yeah, tell it you, is. Let me tell you what you do. It's... Mm -hmm. What problem are you solving? You solving, yes. That's it. So Absolutely. It's, 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 it's at the end of the day, you got to think, what problem, who needs me the most? What right. problem am I solving? Absolutely. Second you realize what problem you're solving, oh my God, who you solving it for? Yeah. Niche that it. thing down. You got to niche it all the way down. You got mm -hmm. to be Pacific. Pacific. Gotta go Not beach. Atlantic. Pacific. Not Atlantic. <laughs> I love it. Not Atlantic. I love it. I love it. So, Nick, tell me a little bit about yourself. We know you're a family man. You slipped that in there. Mm -hmm. And you told me that you've been in branding and marketing for umpteen billion years to 20 plus, right? Yeah. Tell me more about Nick. Um, tell us a story. And, and, and in 45 seconds or less, I call myself an F student. I call myself an F student. Uh, I say first I tried, then I failed. Um, then I 
you know, figured it out. And when I say first, I tried. I tried advertising and marketing out of grad school because that's what I got my degree in, but I failed because uh, they only wanted to pay me like $15,000 a year and I had some loans, so I was going to be clear. So I went ahead and I did IT. Did IT for a minute. When I first started IT, I, I failed because they wanted to teach me how to code. I was at Accenture or Anderson Consulting and I didn't know anything about coding. Got kicked mm-hmm. off my first project. but. Um, I figured out that, you know what, I'm good with people and good with managing. And so I became a project manager and program manager and did that for years. My last stint was with UPS, where I was a global program manager, doing very well, was on my track to get a gold watch. But then I said, you know what, this is not what I'm here for. Started my company, Liquid Soul, with uh, a fraternity brother. And uh, we got you know, engagement with major corporations and, and then more specifically within entertainment because mm-hmm. we have other fraternity brothers, more specifically Will Packer, who's taking over Hollywood, and yeah. some others that were just starting their career. So timing was everything. So we piggybacked on that and started an entertainment marketing firm, which I ran for about 20 years until I just got pushed in another direction. Yeah. And then uh, I said, well, you know what? Uh, I'm starting personal branding, and so I came up with Brandpreneur, started hang up my shingle in November 2017, spent the first 12 months burning money, like literally yeah. burning through savings because it's kind of like right. I'm just trying to figure out what it is I'm doing. And yeah. so, but it's, you know, first I tried, then I failed, but then ultimately I figure it out. That is the entrepreneur's journey, right? And you know what? I got to stop and say this to the listeners. That is a signature message. Did you see the way he developed that and organized it? So it was very easy to understand. You talked about the three F's. Three F's. And I'm an F student. See, A A students are those people who have to be perfect all the time. Perfection is not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is, uh, (laughs) is, all right, let me me try it. Damn, it didn't work. Or damn, okay, I'll... I got this event. I got to get these number of people there. Oh my God. Ain't nobody signed up. Ain't nobody signed up. What do I do? Oh, they finally showed up. Or yeah. it's, or you it's, pivot. It's, I mean, it's like literally you're constant. And the thing about it here is many times you're doing this by your damn self. Yes, it's like, solopreneurs. It's, it's, so, it, it's the loneliest thing, but it's the most exhilarating thing when you figure it out. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I just tell people, don't, don't, don't think it's this, you know, wonderful ride all the time it, like literally you gotta, you gotta you know when I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning editing photos it ain't sexy right yeah it's and so you know nice. what this is why I show up on the podcast sometimes on my little you know tidbits that I'll put out there in video I may not have on a stitch of makeup not now a I know one, I'm presentable but you know what them others, but this is real them others don't let me tell you something. This is the thing about yeah. this thing, especially with. I'm so glad you said this, especially with my sisters. You know, well, my hair got to be a certain way. Or my makeup. Let me tell you something. If you are providing insights and giving yes. people information, they don't care if you green. They don't exactly. care what you look like, right? Exactly. But if you're superficial and ain't saying nothing, yes, they right. can be like, mm, next. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. What are you talking well, and about? I said- the importance of authenticity now, the, the, the context of it, everything around us is fake. 
We are innately searching for what's real. What's real? That's all we're looking And when for. we see it, we're going to stop scrolling. We're going to stop and we're going to be like, okay. In this world of fakeness. I mean, we swim in it. Especially online. We turn on the television. Shoot, you turn the corner. Things just aren't real. Yes. So we're in a dire position to find what's real. And when we discover it, we all what do we do? It. It's over. Yeah. We're endeared. Yeah. So, but, so important. So, but, I mean, the thing about it, man, is uh, authenticity is important because there are so many people out there that claim they do a certain thing. Right. And um, the inherent nature of people is we are driven by emotion, fear, right? And we look for people, things that make us feel a certain way or that solve a problem that we have. And if we feel that you can do it uh, or you present yourself in a, let me tell you the value of authenticity. The value of authenticity and showing yourself to do a certain thing consistently. Back in the day, um, the way referrals worked here is, hey, I need a mechanic. Joe has worked on my car for years. Go see Joe. He's honest and he will give you a fair price. You, referrals came by you actually having relationship and actual experience with that person. Now, let me tell you how referrals come online. You know what? Hey, I follow somebody and I think that they might be able to assist you. Now, I've never worked with them before, but they look like everybody, everybody uh, says that or seems to have a great experience. And I think they might be great for you. Why don't you go ahead and reach out? That's the way referrals work right now. Uh, Amazon changed the whole game with the whole concept of reviews, right? You know, that's what people look for nowadays. They'll even DM your clients and say, hey, what was your experience, right? And so referrals are a bit different nowadays where it had to be, uh, where you had to have engagement with the person directly, not necessarily anymore. Many of my referrals just come from people saying, well, you know what, uh, so-and-so uh, saw you online and I looked, mm -hmm. at, I looked at your profile. Right. And business comes from there. Another argument to be found and mm -hmm. be searchable. Yeah. You have if to you have a presence. Yeah. Yeah. People can... People can do, I mean, and they want it. Right. They, they want it the same way that Michelle. You're not going to go and shop for a car by going from car lot to car lot. Right. You're going to not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. You're going to search online. You'll have an idea of the type of car you want, but you're going to search online to see um, what it looks like. What's the interior like? Um, what are the reviews? How much should I even pay for it? Mm -hmm. Right. All of this stuff is done in the privacy of your own home. And that's what people do with the people that they reach out to. They want to be able to test it, try it out, see it in action. And then if they feel it's a good fit, then they will engage. And right. you, you want that also.
because if you do it right, it's not a question of you selling yourself. You've already sold yourself. Your online presence has sold you. All you're doing is negotiating price. You know what? You raise a very good point and it also underscores the reason why vanity metrics should not drive you. <laughs> because all of that activity that you just described was not a like, it wasn't even a comment. That means that, and I like the way LinkedIn actually shows you views yeah. <laughs> because there's more action going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. than you're even aware of. And one day they either show up in your DMs or you get a call. Right. After all that homework and groundwork and all of that stuff has been done. Right. But that's so that. I tell people all the time, just because you don't think that content has performed you shouldn't take it down because there's a school of thought that's like, okay, if you didn't get X amount of likes in the first 10 minutes, take it down. No, leave no, it up. Leave it up. People are always watching. They're not all, only a few, few people will actually like and comment your stuff. Mm -hmm. Most people are voyeuristic and they just look and they watch and they make perceptions and they judge. And then it's in advertising, they call it an impression. Right. The thing about people and the thing about stuff, period, is that, Michelle, you, you, you're, you're great at what you do, okay? You're great at what you do, but you are absolutely forgettable. And I, and I don't mean that in any negative way. Mm -hmm. I'm saying is that you always have to consistently be top of mind because that's the way we think nowadays. If I need something... Who, who can I go to? Oh, the, the person who's top of mind. Right. Everything's mm. fleeting. <laughs> like literally. Yes, you have to remind them consistently. Consistently. Even in the agency business, I always tell people you start a business, you are always winning the business. Always. Every day, every minute, you are pitching the business. You, you, every you never, second. You never stop selling. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is many people just don't like selling. They don't like selling themselves. They feel like they're not being humble or as they say in black church, humble, right? Humble, humble. <laughs> but you know what? If you're thinking of it as selling, you're not doing it right anyway. Right, yeah. right. Like, like, it's literally. about relationship. You, you, all, all I'm doing is I'm giving you what you want. I'm allowing you to see what it is that I do and I'm doing it in a way and I'm, and I'm inviting you to connect with me if you feel mm -hmm. that I'm a good fit. Right. Right. That's it. I'm That's giving it. it's it's called call to action. Mm -hmm. That's where most people fail, is that they do not have a call to action. And they wonder why, well, you know what, you told me to do this stuff and but anybody reaching out to me, did you invite them to? Yes. Another thing I learned in black church. Mm -hmm. Black church at the very end after the pastor has preached, well, won't you come? The doors of the church the stand ajar. The doors of the church are open. Yes. Won't you come? Won't you come? If it's good enough for pastor, it's good yes. enough for you. Absolutely. Three points and a hoop, and won't you all come? Won't you come? <laughs> won't you come? Mm -hmm. And then the choir time. reiterates it in song. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot you can learn about 
life in relationships right there in the church, but I'll start preaching. <laughs> me and you both. Let me. I, t- I got a whole other thing. Sure. Everything I learned about marketing, I learned in church. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you about that one later. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Where, where is it? Is that content online, my brother? I'm going to no, no, no. Just keep scrolling. You'll, you'll see it Just one day. Just keep scrolling? <laughs> all right. Everybody, Nick Nelson. Where can we find you online, Nick? Uh, all things at Brandpreneur or Nick F. Nelson. Awesome, awesome. You, you, you spelled it wrong. You spelled it right. Okay, gotcha. That's good. Good for you. Well thought. You got any big projects coming up you want to talk about? Um, I got a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of it is dealing with people, um, working with actually the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadiums with the Home Depot Backyard. We're doing a lot of activity for them. So I'm starting to get more corporate engagement. Um, and transitioning over in that capacity, awesome. um, but not but not leaving enough people behind. So you know that's best of and, and then also um, here in August, I'm launching the next uh, big thing from Brandpreneur, which is called Brand Social, which is zero to ninety. Your brand from zero um, to brand in ninety days, and that's what I love I'm, that. I'm providing uh, the tools and resources people need to be able to post consistently. Um, and just eliminating all the excuses. So we get more I love it. Good work, Nick. I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And I know my listeners were thrilled to hear all that rich information from you. Uh, you I want to have you on again sometime. Please, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Bye-bye. What an amazing conversation with Nick Nelson, the brandpreneur. Hey, I'm pretty busy right now. I can't wait to see you at the Mac 3. Um, career services one day drive-in conference here in DFW I'll be talking to all the career services professionals from all the two and four-year colleges and universities and even some sprinkled in talent acquisition folks from corporate we'll be talking about executive presence and how to add rocket fuel to your performance and your brand And then this weekend, I'll be at NABJ Convention and Career Fair. That's the National Association of Black Journalists. And you know what? I'm taking my gear. Yeah, I'm going to stop people in the hall, at the bar, after the session. And we're going to have some impromptu conversations. And I want to do a special NABJ uh, episode tribute coming up, right? Okay, so I'm also on a panel there at NABJ. It's called Transitions. It's about the makeover for your career. I'll be sitting there alongside some heavies from CNN.com and also from Hartsfield Jackson Airport in Atlanta, communications folks. Even, I think there's some other city communicators that'll be there. And trust me, we have done it all. All former journalists, some of us professors in education, some of us are entrepreneurs, others are in corporate, some are in PR. We're going to talk about the pivot and what you have to do to go after your passions. That next big job, that next big position, starting that business, going into the media if you're comms people. Hey, the list goes on. There's some things that you need to do to assess your skills and repackage them to get ready for something like this, along with some other stuff. Let's see, what else? Oh, you know what? The Culture Soup Podcast is now a registered trademark 
with the United States of America. That is so exciting to me. So hang on, you get to listen to the new outro. Yeah, with our sonic identity, you get to hear a little something extra. So hold on till after. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, at theculturesoup on Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communication. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.